Do you struggle to find your voice in a noisy world? Do you feel your voice lacks confidence and energy to accurately communicate your thoughts, ideas, and passions? Do you wish there was an easy way to give your voice what it needs to captivate your audience every time? My name is Clay Collins, and like you, I struggled with these issues for years. But I found a blueprint that can help you change the way you think about your voice and therefore the way your voice comes across to others. Welcome to the My Voice Mentor Podcast. Do you use a microphone? Have you ever used a microphone? Do you use a microphone on a regular basis? This applies to both singers and speakers. Maybe you are an MC at a venue. Maybe you are an oversight or even a teaching pastor at your church. Maybe you're on the worship team. Maybe you're in a band. I don't really care what the case may be. Today's episode is for you because we're going to learn how to use a microphone properly. But before we get into that, I want to let you in on a free offer to take my five-day vocal boot camp. This is the best way to give your voice exactly what it needs to get on a road, on a path to better singing, better speaking, a healthier voice. It's an all-around win-win for you and for me. I say go ahead and do it. In order to do that, just go to myvoicementor.com forward slash bootcamp to get started, or you can click on the link in the description. By the way, in order to get the full benefit of today's episode, check us out on YouTube because I'm going to be showing you both uh, through audio and through video how to properly use a microphone. So again, check the link in the description to to click on the link to watch this on YouTube. And while you're there, do me a favor, click that like and subscribe. And if you want to be alerted to future videos as they come out, go ahead and hit the bell notification. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Apparently, this episode is necessary because with all the singers out there and all the people on a microphone, public speakers, rarely do I find that people use a microphone properly. And it drives me a little crazy. So we, we need to talk. We need to talk. We need to have a healthy dialogue. We have to stop the madness because if you're not using your microphone properly, you're probably driving your sound engineer absolutely bonkers. I happen to be both a singer, uh, on stage, on platform performer and speaker. And I also am over 20 years of experience behind a console, both in a studio environment and in live settings. So I understand how important this particular thing is. And while it doesn't directly relate to how you use your voice, it certainly is going to have a lot to do with how your voice carries and how it is going to be perceived both by you and by your audience. So let's dive right into it. Today, I've got my little microphone here. And in a second, I'm going to switch over to the audio of this microphone so that I can directly uh, illustrate to you the nature of the problem, because we need to understand the problem if we're going to fix it. And the problem is proximity. Now, proximity is simply the distance between one object and another. You got close proximity and far proximity. Well, if you're using a microphone like this, it doesn't have to be just like this. This is a cheap Chinese-made microphone. But whether it's this one or a $4,000 top-of-the-line microphone, it doesn't really make a difference because you can make a relatively cheap microphone sound pretty good and you can make a relatively expensive microphone sound terrible, all in how you use it. 
So I want to talk about the problem before we go into it and demonstrate how to fix it. The problem with these type of microphones, which is called a dynamic microphone, as opposed to what you don't see in this shot, which is a condenser microphone. Condenser microphones are more likely what you would see in a studio environment when you're recording things and it needs to be especially sensitive. These are radically different. While they, to some degree, accomplish the same task, they do it in much different ways. And we can view it this way. This microphone was designed primarily for live use, while this microphone that you don't see was primarily designed for a contained uh, studio environment under specific conditions. You don't typically see microphones like this on a stage unless it is a carefully crafted situation and they're using it more for a visual prop than actually for the audio that it can put out. And we'll talk into the reasons why. This is a condenser microphone. This is a dynamic microphone. Those are two terms that you need to know if you're going to be spending any time in front of a microphone. This one is great. The one you don't see is great for getting the full quality of the voice. This is going to give you the highest quality, the best sound, which is why we typically use these in a studio environment. While this doesn't give you that mm, studio sound, but there's a reason why we use this type of microphone in a live setting and this type of microphone in a studio setting. And it comes back to what I started out with. Another term you want to know and you want to remember this is proximity effect. It's the way microphones respond based upon your proximity to it, either close or far away. It's called a proximity effect. And we're going to talk about the way that that works. The way a proximity effect works on a condenser microphone, think about it almost like a magnifying glass. This guy is designed to pick up the subtler parts of the audio, the sound of the room, ambience the way my voice bounces off various surfaces. So you almost want to think of like a condenser microphone is like you turned up the zoom to like three or four or five X and you're seeing a lot more and you're getting a lot more detail. Now, the problem with that and the reason why these aren't used in a live setting is because if you're in a noisy environment, this type of microphone is absolutely useless because it's bringing in a bunch of the background, which in a live setting could be nightmarish. Now let's move on to a dynamic microphone and how it works and how it responds to proximity. This microphone is designed specifically to reject background noise. So as we get further away from the microphone, it radically turns down the voice. And so it's, it has a sweet spot as to how far we can be away from the capsule because this is actually designed to minimize or reduce background noise, which makes sense because typically on a platform, you might see five, six, even seven of these, maybe even eight on a platform. And if you had like eight microphones that all had the ability to pick up background noise, you can only imagine how awful that would sound. So this is designed in a very different way than this. While this microphone you could think of as a magnifying glass, this is like the opposite. The further I get away, it exponentially drops the volume of my voice. And herein lies the problem. If you are using a microphone like this, six, seven, eight, ten inches away from your mouth, you're not getting a very good quality from this microphone. And this is the problem. 
I was recently at a church and we were going through the vocal microphones and they commented, why does this microphone, this person and this microphone sound so bad and this microphone and this person sounds so good when it's literally the same make and model microphone. They're literally identical microphones and both of them sound radically different. And I said, proximity. So I, I really can't stress this to you enough. Proximity, proximity, proximity is almost like location, location, location. The distance you are from your microphone is going to have a radical impact on how your voice comes across. Not only does this reduce the volume of your voice drastically as you get away from it, it also reduces, therefore, the quality. It takes out the more uh, rich, warm tones of your voice and replaces it with this thin, almost kind of tin candy kind of sound. So the bottom line, the further this mic is away from your mouth, the worse it's going to sound. Now, you would think that the closer this is to your mouth, the better it's going to sound. Now, that's partially true, but we can't simply just bring it closer to your mouth. There's another important uh, thing that we have to do. And this also depends on the microphone because some microphones have very high quality capsules. But that's one of the reasons why I'm using specifically a cheap microphone to, to demonstrate that these principles are going to work no matter the quality of your microphone. So right now I'm going to switch over to the sound of this microphone. And so there you go. This is the way this microphone sounds. And I'm actually using good microphone technique right now. This is, if you're looking, this is basically the way we want to use the microphone. I'm gently resting it on the base of my lip. It's touching my body. As you can see, I'm not going directly into the capsule. I'm kind of off axis right there. So right there, if you just want the answer, this is the answer. Touching, resting on your face, but slightly off axis. This is the best way to hold a microphone. I'm going to talk about why. So now that we're on this microphone and you're listening to it, I want you to listen to what happens as I pull the microphone away from my face. Do you hear how drastically, it's not like this linear turning down the volume. It's like this exponential decrease in sound. And so if I'm here, you're obviously getting less sound, which means, guess what I've got to do? I've got to go down here, turn up that sound in order to I get a nominal gain level that's good. Okay, we're back up to good levels. Now, you might be hearing a difference. And this is the problem. This is the next term that I want you to remember. Signal to noise ratio. Very important. It's a, it's a term used by sound engineers, but signal to noise ratio basically means the ratio or the distance or the contrast, if you will, between signal, which is me, and noise, which is everything that's not me. It's real simple. Signal, noise. Now, as I pull the microphone away from my face, Guess what? I'm getting less me, more noise, which we in term in the biz call bad signal to noise ratio. We don't want this. When you have bad signal to noise ratio, and right now the room is quiet, so it's not the end of the world, and it's maybe not so terrible, but if I was in a noisy room and there was a band playing behind me, imagine all of that would be coming into this microphone, and you'd be getting all of it. Okay. Furthermore, if I decide, hey, I'm feeling really excited and I bring up the microphone up to my mouth, now guess what? Wow, my levels just went through the roof. Garbage. So let's go back to my normal levels here. 
Okay, now, as I bring this back up, now we have a good signal-to-noise ratio. Signal is high, noise is low. So as the microphone gets closer to my face, the noise floor goes down, which is good. That means you're not going to get as much feedback. Well, you're not going to get any feedback if you use a microphone properly. So if you're in a situation where you're, you're finding that your microphone squeals a lot or you're getting a lot of problems or you just can't quite hear yourself either in your in-ears or in front of house, it probably has to do with this. You're already hearing it. The quality and the sound of my voice went up drastically by simply making this step. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts. Okay, first of all, do hold the mic close to your mouth at all times. Don't, don't do this. Don't, don't be inconsistent. I mean, that'd be the first thing, even if you're going to hold it a little bit away from your mouth, which I don't recommend. But whatever you do, don't change it because as you can see, the changes are drastic. Sometimes singers use the microphone to control the dynamics of their voice. In other words, when they sing loud, they pull the mic away and then they bring it close like that when they're not saying, like, I, like, don't do that. I know that we've seen Christina Aguilera and singers like that do it, but don't do it. Don't do it. It drives the engineer nuts. That, that, first of all, control the dynamics of your voice with your voice. That's just the best way. Just you, you control the dynamics of your voice. Don't let the microphone do that. But now, in a, on another hand, there is a way to make a slight adjustment to the microphone to adjust for those super high notes that you don't want to just peg the diaphragm of the microphone. So there is an alternative. So if you normally sing into a microphone like this, which is fine, if you want to sing a high note or a loud note, just rotate it. Oh, and then come back to that right back there right? So you can do kind of like that. So think about if you want to do slight controls of the, of the dynamics of your voice, just rotate the microphone. And of course, this applies mostly if you're using a handheld. We're going to talk about boom stands here in a little bit. But generally speaking, you know, a lot of times I will just sing directly into the microphone. But ideally, it should probably be right here. This is also good for visuals too, because it's not blocking your face. So that's also good. So holding it right here at an angle and then just singing off axis, that's, that's really going to be the best. It's really close to my mouth. But another thing that singing off axis or speaking off axis does, it makes all the puffs of my air go forward away from the diaphragm of the microphone. So if I'm right directly into it, which sometimes I do this when I sing, my puffs are going straight into the microphone. Whereas I go, same thing, they're going forward and not pegging straight into the diaphragm. Now, some microphones do a better job of catching those, we call them pops. We call them pop filters. They have pop filters built right into the microphone. Some microphones do a good job, but others, you really hear those pops. So a way to eliminate it without having to go into the software realm to fix it is just moving the microphone off axis. So that's really important. Now, if you're public speaking, you're probably not going to hold your microphone like this. So what do we do? We rotate the microphone to where the bottom of the microphone's facing down to the ground and you're singing, or I'm sorry, you're speaking across the diaphragm off axis like this. This is the perfect way to hold a handheld when you're speaking publicly. And this is, again, if you're using a handheld. Another thing that you want to keep an eye out for when you're holding it is don't hold the microphone at the base like that. Because 
that's usually where the antenna is and it can impact RF frequencies that you get. So hold it at the top right around where the capsule is and there you go. Okay? Now, perfect. So this is basically the way that you want to use your microphone. Now, if you happen to be playing an instrument to where you're not holding it, what you want to do is just use a boom-style microphone stand, mount it up to where the microphone is parallel to the ground and aimed at an angle towards the side of your mouth like that. You're going to get great results like that. So that's it. If you're using a microphone, be sure to just do this one simple thing and it will radically improve how your voice sounds, how it sounds to you, how it sounds to the audience. It is absolutely the number one thing you can do to improve the sound of your voice without actually doing anything different with your voice. Give it a try. I promise you, you'll never go back. Now, if you're timid on a microphone and the idea of putting it right up to your mouth is, is intimidating for you, if you're using in-ears, just turn it down in your ears. If you've got it in a wedge, just turn down the volume. If you can't hear yourself, the natural thing to do would be to bring the microphone closer. The bottom line is keep it right there at that sweet spot. And you and the engineer and the audience will love you for it. Trust me. Most important thing for you to know if you're using a microphone. So again, I appreciate you coming to join me today. If you're interested in getting started improving your voice, go ahead and head on over to myvoicementor.com forward slash bootcamp. Take my five-day vocal bootcamp. And at the end of that five days, I'm going to give you a special offer that is only available for those who complete my bootcamp. So go over there right now, myvoicementor.com forward slash bootcamp to get started. But until next time, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen, go ahead and give a five-star review and rate the show. That helps us a lot, helps us reach a wider audience. And again, on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and the bell notification to let you know when new premieres release. Until next time, keep investing in your voice, and I can't wait to see you in future episodes.